0: I want you to do me a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me. Suck like in the guts, guys, with the Ghostbusters. I am the one who knocks.
1: My dark passenger.
0: It was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. <laughs> Don't call me Junior. I certainly hope this little incident hasn't put you offline, Miss. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Talking Geek, the podcast with all things geeky. I'm Danny. I'm Heidi. So, I was... We were just... You know, we listened to the, uh, our opening theme music live because I try to do as minimal editing as we can because...
1: Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah,
0: we well we (laughs) we we took a years long break or years long break, not a year. We took longer than that. but We took a long break. A lot of different reasons. We had a second kid. We moved. Whatever. But it also like who wants to go through? I don't like this is like a this this is a small, super small time production. Just in our spare time. Like I'm not going through. I'm not editing ums and stuff out. Like if if I say um, I'm leaving it in. Damn it. (laughs) Uh, But we were Um. listening. We were listening to the uh, opening theme there and. I just the other day I was thinking I need I don't know if you've thought about Dexter. but I was like I need to rewatch Dexter. Dexter's... I have
1: because they're going to have another season. It's coming True. back.
0: True. I'm not even enthusiastic. Well, I'm kind of enthusiastic because we well, I'm intrigued because we watched it all, but like the last like three or four seasons,
1: mm, last like two. I don't think three and three to personally I
0: last like, I was going to get into. Well, first of all, I really want to rewatch um seasons 1 through 4. Those seasons are awesome. Yes. But after that I Don't really have a desire to watch anything past season four, and so that's why I do feel confident, at least for my own opinion, in saying that. Like, I'm not saying it's bad, but for me, you get diminishing returns because it went up through like so. That's uh, season four was the Trinity Killer, it went up through like what, like eight or eight for sure, maybe nine seasons. And so, I mean, I'm not exaggerating when I say like probably like the last five seasons, you know, if it goes up through nine um the last five or if it goes up through eight the last four you know i'm not super interested in but that show is so good and it's one of those shows that didn't stick to landing in my opinion or, or like the no, agree it dropped off quite a bit the last few years for well, it's, me it's a show
1: that i think to your point needed to end sooner than it did
0: but those first four seasons i mean that first season which it's funny because it was the writer's strike back in like 2008 or 9 my stepmom uh Turned us on because, like, they were it was a Showtime show, but one of the networks was showing that show because there was nothing else to watch at the time. And it was
1: eight seasons, by eight the way. Eight
0: seasons. Okay. So, yep. so the last four seasons, um, they're not bad. There's, there's some that are better than others, like spoilers for Dexter, but yeah. I
1: mean, and I think really is the last, the last two that were less good to me.
0: I don't, I see, I can't remember each, but like, whatever season his sister learns the secret, that one was intriguing. The one with, um, the season with, um, Colin Hanks, Tom Hanks' son, whatever season that was with Colin Hanks, and it turns out that that's season
1: where the season Edward James almost
0: is like he was dead the whole time, and you didn't, and you uh, didn't know that.
1: And that's that's a, that's the season where Deb finds out.
0: Oh, it is okay. It's that's the same, same one. Season, yeah. But I, if I, that's probably like season six. And uh, well, either way, I don't want to get it. This is we're, we're not talking Dexter. Although we could, if we, we could. Well, if we did a I would, rewatch, I would want
1: to rewatch it. Yeah, me too. I, I would want to do like a rewatch
0: of. I but it would be one through four. But just hearing hearing Dexter say I am the dark passenger or whatever he says in the opening, I'm like, I was just thinking like you know reminded me of my thoughts like probably just last week. I'm like, man, I need to watch Dexter, and we could now because we have we have HBO. Well, no, it's on. We are um we are subscribing to Showtime so we can uh, finish Californication because Hulu Showtime yeah not Hulu Hulu dropped it or they didn't drop it but they had it and then they. Than the last uh, few seasons you have to subscribe to uh, Showtime to get. So, this episode, we're going to be talking about Mary Roach, the author, because you got me into her and I read I most of her books. But before that, I wanted to get into doing a little bit like we usually don't do like reviewing. Like we're not a news podcast where we talk about news or anything, or like, oh, what's the yeah, we, what's the what's the media news or we, like? We
1: don't podcast often enough to be like talking about the news. Because although what's funny much. is
0: if you started like I think I haven't listened to it, but like I think episode one to. or two of this podcast. Well, you say YouTube. I think we dropped off really really quickly, but I think like episode one or two of this show back in like 2014. I think we tried like, oh, yeah. what are the news we want to talk about this week? Eh, that's not what we are, and um, you know, that's also what I don't I don't. Uh, spoiler I think I've mentioned it on this show it's not a spoiler but I do that uh my Superman show blue and gold and <laughs> I'm not a news podcast I, I I don't do the news there either like covering a current superman stuff I try to keep it more sort of evergreen you can listen to it 10 years from now yeah um and just have it be sort of interesting topics but I but
1: well I, also if you're doing the news especially if you're doing week to week or even daily or twice weekly or whatever like a lot of it ends up just being feeding in the hype train True, and you and I are not. Real riders of the hype train,
0: and less so. Definitely, less so. The more I get older, like I'm noticing a shift in myself. Or like, I actually don't want to consume content when it's in the zeitgeist. Or like, yeah. I would prefer just all. But I've made a conscious choice. I mean, you don't
1: avoid things that you you are pretty sure are going to be good.
0: With but. the exception yes, that's true. I, with the exception of Superman, where I like keep my nose to the ground with news. And, I mean, there's only a couple of sites where you yeah. where if you keep up with them, you can know all the news. With the exception of Superman, I've pretty much removed myself from the zeitgeist, though, just because I'm like, I don't think social media is that healthy just in society. I, I could go on a rant about it. I think social media is not great. But I sort of dropped off Twitter. I don't really use it anymore at all. And so I don't actually don't – it's actually like I'm not really in the conversation for anything anyways, um, except for when – I don't know about you, except for like when you – um like swipe left on your on Google and like Google just gives you the news oh, that it thinks yeah. you want. Yeah, I get spoilers from that. Like I've gotten WandaVision spoilers and from like a show I'm not even watching and like uh, just from headlines. I'm that careful are...
1: about what I read on there. Just... Well, the,
0: well, the problem is you can't scroll by like unless you like your eyes just like yeah. key keyword in you know without even reading the whole headline. You just see like a word like you see like Wanda and you just like scroll by. That's it. That's
1: exactly what I do. Yeah, I'm like well, not... there's articles about it, but I'm not gonna read it's anymore. It's not
0: easy, but I do so long winded way of saying, um, all given all that, uh, we actually are going to start doing maybe it might not be every time, but it's just when, when the mood strikes or there's stuff you want to talk about, mm-hmm. uh, quick takes or hot takes or whatever. So just mention stuff that we pro- might not do a whole episode on, but, um, so just, just some stuff you want to shout out or just give a quick, like, take on. So not all of it's new. I mean, uh, we'll start with my number four here: the 1987, you know, we're only, we're only what, um, uh, 34 years uh, after this. Uh, <laughs> so the 1987 TMNT board game, we just got that on eBay. And what We're, do you think?
1: I've had fun with it. There's, there's a little bit of element of strategy, but there's also um, some skill. There's this, you know, you get to play as, One of the four turtles, so it's up to a four player game, which is fun. And you're battling original Mm -hmm. characters. There's original art that matches up with comic book art. I know the art is awesome. It's great.
0: It matches up to like the, you know, we're turtles nerds and it It matches up like, it doesn't say who does it, but I think it is one of the early um, artists from that Mirage Studios, um, Eric Larson, who would do a bunch of stuff with, you know, Peter Laird and Kevin Eastman and. And I agree. I think the art's awesome because it, it's 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 the comic book art, but it takes it. Um... Yeah, it's got a. Well, it's a comic book art, but it, it like uses the um, the TV show I just started. So Be- Bebop and Rocksteady are there, and yeah, Krang is there, in the way he looks in the TV show because the Utrams are in the uh, that early run, oh, but
1: Krang mostly, yeah. And and uh, it the rules were a little complex to figure out. They, I mean, there's just a lot of rules, but once you read through them, it's actually not a terribly difficult game no, to pick it's, up. No, it's actually I mean, not. There's Our a of, five- and eight-year-old picked it up. Yeah, seven there's not a lot of... It right away.
0: And it's it's fun because, you know, I picked it up just because I listened to another podcast that... Um, that I listened to, and they were, and they did an episode about board games, and they didn't mention this one. It's too obscure for them, I think, to mention. But I was like, oh man, that would be like it just made made me think of board games. That yeah, I,
1: I had never played it as a kid, but you had. So I had played it only memories. only
0: a few times, and I had some friends, or I don't remember which who had it, but I had definitely played it, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, oh, like our household has gotten a little bit more into turtles just as a whole. Like, you and I have been, are always into it, but our household, like, like we have the, tur- the turtles pinball machine mm-hmm. and we like.
1: And we've played the cartoons. You're yeah, the kids
0: sort of get into kind of, or at least like have fun seeing the stuff that, that we've gotten them into. And so, plus they, they like to play board games. They like to mm-hmm. uh just interact with things that look fun, or, or you know, uh, who who doesn't like a board game? And so I was like, oh, that that'd be a fun game. It, 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 it like kills so many birds with one stone. Like just you know, the kids want to play board games. I get to relive some nostalgia because I actually played it. But I was like, and I actually mm-hmm. can you know some something from my childhood. We're both Big Turtles fans. So it was like killed so many uh, birds with one stone. I had a blast playing. We, we we've, Me only, too. we've we've only played it once, and our youngest won, which is funny <laughs> because yeah,
1: well, and they've played it without us because they played it with their grandma.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah, and, that's and true. so they
1: they taught her how to play, and then she won. So but go figure. It
0: if for anybody listening, if you are so inclined, go take go take a look of the 1987 board game. It's it's pretty cool. The art is good. the The way you battle, quote unquote battle, is kind of cool. They have this uh, little apparatus that. Like sort of just it's
1: teeter totter. It's, teeter-totter, it's basically te- it like
0: launches like like what do you call it? it's it's kind of kind of like a, a dice catapult, but you're not trying to actually it, launch it. That's that why far. I was saying it's
1: like a dice teeter totter because you're only trying to get it like to the other side of the teeter totter. Yeah,
0: like it's not like a, yeah. I mean, you could like I mean if you hit that thing hard, it, you fly, you would be a catapult. Yeah. But and
1: and that's like where the skill goes into it, and I'm terrible at it. But <laughs> for some reason, our five year old's really good at it. So <laughs> Yeah.
0: So we might as well move any, anything else about.
1: No, it's fun. I'm glad we picked it up. Like. Old board games can be hit or miss, but I think that was a hit.
0: I agree. I agree. I, I, I was thinking, we did our last year, it was 2020, right? Like We did mm-hmm. our commentary on Turtles 1. We should do a, We should sit down and do the commentary on Turtles 2 sometime. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Um, So let's go in reverse order, I suppose. We'll keep going. We'll go to Celeste. So you played Celeste.
1: Yeah, Celeste came out a few years ago, and when it came out, it was... Part of the hype, like it was really highly well rated. Everybody was like, "Oh, I got to play at so last. I just love it. It's such a great game, and it's got this deep message to it." And oh, I
0: think oh, I have to call us. I have to call myself out. I do keep up with just because I enjoy the podcast. I keep up with PlayStation news, even though I'm not. I I like you not, like
1: the you like I'm the not people pl- who give the. I'm news. not playing a
0: bunch of video games at the moment, but there's a pod, a particular PlayStation podcast, so I can tell you up to the minute PlayStation news. Also,
1: <laughs> so. You know, I I like to um, balance my games where I might play like a AAA title and then play some indie titles. Like I like to play a variety of types of games. And I was I had a hunkering for an indie title, and so I downloaded it the um, last year. And I played the first level or two, and I could not get the hang of the controls, and it just frustrated the hell out of me. And I was like, ah, whatever. And I I didn't quite rage quit, but I was like, I'm not ready for you right now. Like, do you ever had to have a game where you're just like. I'm not ready for you, but I will come back to you. Like now is not your time. Maybe not. I don't
0: think so. I mean, I'm, I'm like I, completely, I like know the sentiment, but I'm like, if well, I. Well,
1: th- God of War, I guess, was like that for you because we had that game for two years before you played oh, it. Oh, that's so true. I,
0: I had my like God of War. It, yeah, the hype. Uh, again, a lot of things come down to the hype. Mm-hmm. It annoyed me so much that how much the original games because I'm a big God of War fan. You actually got me into it because you bought me back you know probably around 2009 because we were I, re- I remember the house we were in we were renting and before we bought our first house and you bought me the psp and you're like oh i heard this god of war game is good yeah, and I, d- so you I did a bunch me. of
1: research to get you a psp game that i thought you'd like
0: and at that point i hadn't didn't know anything about god of war and i didn't know it but like god of war one and god of war two are already out for the playstation 2 mm-hmm. but you got me change of olympus And, uh, I I mean, there's like six, like original PlayStation games between the PSP games and, and the PlayStation. And I love those games. I've had the platinum trophy in all of them. I've played all of them multiple times. Um, and so up to the new one. Up to the new one, and then the new one gets announced, and it just like all the talk is like how it's gonna like deviate from formula, like it's gonna get deeper, it's gonna it's gonna do this or that, and it's I'm like, make you like Kratos more. It as annoyed a character. me because I really like the originals, and so I don't know, it just sort of annoyed me, and so I started it, and it was okay. I just and again, I guess yeah, a, I had completely forgot about that because I was gonna say that I couldn't think of anything, but you brought up a great great example where. It wasn't because it frustrated me. It was just like, I just, it just didn't click. And then I went back to it just last fall and then it clicked with me. I liked it. It is, it's good, but it's not my favorite. Um, it definitely has great graphics. And I'm, I think about revisiting it, but I'm a little bit different than I was before. Like the grueling, like, like to like I would platinum it, but I would, I played the game on normal difficulty. Yeah. Um, except for like one fight that I just spent like two hours on. And then I was finally like, screw this. And then I dropped it down to easy. And then there's the guilt of like, "Well, I didn't I probably could have beat it at some point." I'm just like, "I don't know. When you spend yeah. 2 hours on the same part, I'm <laughs> when like, when it
1: loses its fun, drop I, it down to And
0: so, but what's called baby, if I was, baby mode. If I was going to platinum the game I would drop it and just play the rest of it on easy, though, because apparently there's, like, tons of content. And part of, that's also part of the thing is...
1: Content overwhelm. Well,
0: content overwhelm. And because, like, our time is precious. Like, we only have, like, with kids and, like, you know, life, we only have so much time. And so I really value and really appreciate those games that are... Like an uncharted style, like, you know, 12 to 16 hours. And, like, you get, like, a sort of a linear third person yeah. game. And that's also what God of War always was, also. And so, with this game, you know, they want to give you your bang for your buck. And so, they give you all this, all this side content. And,
1: but and you don't so... have to play the side content. Like, you played your 15 to 20 hours, you, you played that's the story, true. you're and happy with it. So, the, like,
0: I mean, the gameplay of God of War. You,
1: you're not missing well, out. Well, we're getting
0: far away from Solas, but I guess my, my last thing is that the gameplay was fun. Like, I did have. When I was less annoyed, the hype, like I mean, PlayStation hype or video game hype dies down. I feel like two weeks after a game's out, it's done. Uh, and but I mean, that's an exaggeration, but
1: it follows the news cycle.
0: Not, it's, it's mildly an exaggeration, but so I I did enjoy playing it, and maybe I'll do a, maybe I'll do a more of a depth at some other point. Maybe. Uh, but getting back to Celeste, talk about Celeste.
1: Yeah, so so I finally went back to Celeste, and then after I played a few more levels and. For whatever reason, the controls suddenly started speaking to me. And Celeste is one of those games where you just die a lot and you just have to be prepared <laughs> to die. And then you learn the mechanics and the, the levels like they don't change every time you die. You know, it stays the same until you beat it and the timing stays the same. So it's like just play it until you get you learn the patterns. And you learn the right ways to hold the buttons in the right order. And man, there are some nights where I would just grip the hell out of the controller. Like, I gotta, I'm off by like a millisecond, you know, on my jump, <laughs> but it never frustrated me. Like sometimes there were times when I was playing like a Mario game where I'm like, I did not jump on that guy. Or like, like where you're just like, I know I didn't do it. Like, I'm sure you've had those feelings before too. Mm-hmm. I never had that feeling. Like the controls were tight. And if I died, I knew it was because I didn't quite control it. Right. and, and I knew what to do, and I just needed to... It was all about my execution, and it keeps a death count. I mean, I died thousands of times throughout the whole game, but I, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad I played it. I played it on... Um, that game is touted for having great accessibility controls. I didn't use them. I, I wanted the grueling... Well, you're not disabled. Well, no, like, like, to turn it on, just, like, if you just want to get to the end and to make it easy... Like, when I say accessibility, I mean, like, difficulty levels, too,
0: Okay, because typically when I think about that, I think of like... Various ways you can map the buttons to account for or increasing the text because you have difficulty reading, or like well, it's also for something. people
1: like you might have slow reflexes, or you just might not be able. to you know, Well, that's just
0: a, that's just like a, that could
1: still be a disability.
0: I mean, soccer doesn't change the rules because there was a slow. Yeah, I mean,
1: I, I mean <laughs> game, gaming is really broadening that term. If you listen to other podcasts, I don't. And such. <laughs> I, so, I mentioned. Uh, um,
0: I'm getting away from the news, but so but I, accessibility start I is, it is in, well. Like, I guess it's literally the idea of like making you're the opening game it accessible. up, making it more accessible. More people would be comfortable playing. Correct. Yeah. So I don't
1: know. I, I, Difficulty I, levels are considered. I don't know how I feel about that. A mode of accessibility. Like. Well, so,
0: I'm not gonna go. on... A, I'm not gonna discuss that. But so, yeah. So, so you like the game?
1: I did. Yeah. And I'm I'm happy that I I beat it and I was happy with that achievement.
0: How long do you think it took you? Or
1: oh um I'd have to go back and look the look at the count. I think somewhere around twelve hours. That's not bad. like that. It's got eight levels. So. I don't know
0: why I, i'm not crazy about the art style but
1: yeah it's it's like
0: the, like the music style. kind of
1: like a cross between 8 and 16 bit
0: i like the kind music though it. when i would watch you play so yeah,
1: the music was great i liked the art style of it too and and there really is a story that goes along with it for mm-hmm. why celeste is climbing the mountain um yeah you, it's a good yeah, story you,
0: wasn't it because like she's just overcoming depression
1: but yeah she's overcoming like her own internal struggles against her self-doubt mostly yep so, it's good. What, I, what, I recommend what it. What
0: caused the issue? Or like, uh, you can spoil me. They didn't but... really get into that. She just oh, okay. had her own self doubt, And she okay. was like,
1: I, I'm, I'm going to do this because I say I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. You know? Okay.
0: Excellent. So, the Superman and Lois pilot, um, you've seen episode two now. I'm not going to, I don't really need to give my thoughts. If anybody wants to listen to them, unless you want to, like, whatever you want to hear. But I feel like I've talked to you just on the side or whatever. But if, I did... Uh, like, half my last episode of, well, like, a quarter of my last episode of the Blue and Gold podcast was uh, me discussing well, some of the stuff, but I want to hear your thoughts.
1: I'm Superman-adjacent, I would say. <laughs>
0: like, Well, Superman, first of all, if, if you've committed, or not committed, but, like, you're, you've are you decided to, like, watch the show.
1: I know. I was going to get to that. I'm just saying, like, I'm not an anti-Superman fan, but I wouldn't call myself a Superman fan either. That's why I said I'm Superman-adjacent. I'm Superman-neutral. Like, You mm-hmm. are a big Superman fan, so... I feel like your your impressions of the show are biased because you re- well maybe one way or the other I don't know but
0: th- well that yeah that's a good imp- that's a yeah it's it depends on what audience you're talking to I guess because like if I was gonna talk to about like. Um, like your hobbies are like things that like you're into that I'm not. It's like, are you speaking to whose opinion? Are you trying to speak to like the masses? Yeah. And so that's where like, but, or because somebody who's a big Superman fan, if they say like, should I watch this show? Well then they would probably want to talk to somebody who's biased. Like it just depends. Like being biased yeah. in the content doesn't necessarily, because you're also now incredibly knowledgeable uh, regarding that topic too.
1: So I I guess my point in, in starting that way was just to say, I don't seek out Superman content but I'm mm-hmm. not anti-Superman content, and I do enjoy superhero content. All that being said, I really like this show. I think the production quality is very high. I think the writing so far has been excellent. I like where they're going with the characters, um, and you can just tell watching that versus side-by-side watching an episode of The Flash or even just looking at commercials for some of the other CW shows, it's clear this the production values there. They're not campy. It's... Very much a family drama that happens to be about Superman, and I like that approach. Um, I, with a show like this, I have to say I'm a little concerned how many episodes are going to be in the season because the one going to have 15. Okay, 15 is good because I think a 23 or 22 episode season would probably be too much and have filler, and that's where shows start to show their wear. Um, because they're more expensive to run that big of a season.
0: I'll know? be curious to see what how many episodes are in season two because. Um, I feel like 15 is an odd number in the sense that I think I'm going to guess that it was 15 because of COVID and that season two will be a full season, but I'm right with you. The reason I say that is because I could be wrong, but use, I mean, my experience or like what, like typically when like they do a short season for like take, take the Netflix or the Marvel shows on Netflix, like Daredevil, you know, it's like eight to 12 episodes for a season. Yeah. So the fact that it was like filming, filming during covid which is already challenging and it's going to be 15. I'm like, well, that probably mean you know, I wouldn't be surprised if season two is, it could
1: have been a compromise where maybe, maybe the network wanted 22 and they pushed back and said, we don't want to do 22. Like, who knows? But I'm
0: totally with you on that point that I don't want, I don't filler. want the show to
1: overstay. It's welcome in terms of content. Like I don't want the arcs to stretch out longer than they need to, or yeah, like to have filler. And that just drives production value down too when you've got that many episodes to produce, I think that's partially why the production value of a show like The Flash or whatever is not as high. You have to have certain episodes that are under budget. And and so there are episodes that don't have, you know, you might have a bottle episode or you might have episodes that have very limited CGI or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. Sometimes those episodes can really drive the story depending on what it is. But other times they might just feel like filler. So,
0: Yeah, we'll see. And I'm right with you that I would probably, I feel like 12 episodes for a season is like, is pretty Pretty spot on. Yeah, eight eight
1: feels too short. Eight is well, eight's not too.
0: I feel like maybe maybe I should say maybe you know I'll convince myself just talk it through that ten is like the perfect because like twelve is good, eight is good like when you have a really concise story like like when they had um yeah what was it uh when the marvel all got together um.
1: When the Marvel got together, yeah, uh,
0: the the Defenders. Oh, Um, the Defenders was the I think that was the only time all the rest of the Marvel shows on Netflix were twelve episodes. I think, but that one, that season, and you'd think that that maybe would have been Mm -hmm. the opportunity to have it be the most episodes. But I think they had a very concise, very specific story story that they wanted to tell, and they're like, "We need, you know, it's you didn't need backstory for
1: any of the characters." Uh, You know, the other interesting thing that goes along with this is format. So, um, Superman and Lois is, is airing on CW. So, there's commercials. So they're going to be limited to a forty-two minute episode, per ish. You know, give or take a minute, couple of minutes. Versus the Netflix show, The Fenders, they would, could have episodes in some cases an hour, hour and three, hour and four.
0: Yeah, they could wa- very wildly. So
1: if you if you looked at total running time over the course of the event, that would add in a couple of episodes right there. That's
0: true. Um, I will say this doesn't. It's not even on the same level. It really is apples to oranges, kind of. But I will say that. Um, the you do get the extended episodes on the CW app, mm-hmm. but that only accounts for like a minute or two of yeah. of the of the two extended. So it's episodes. basically a
1: deleted. There's scene.
0: been episode two was extended episode three, and they both were like um, I'm trying to think. So in in episode two, for instance, remember this if you remember the you haven't seen episode three yet. So episode mm-hmm. two there was two scenes, um, but the one that was stood out to me because I watched both versions. But moving forward, I'm only going to watch the longer version but the so i won't know uh, moving forward but i know for episode two that the uh, extra one of the um extra scenes was when superman and um sam lane are talking and he says that he has the kryptonite like that he's been hoarding oh actually you wouldn't have known that because you only watched you watched the hulu version didn't you
1: yeah i didn't watch the extended oh, okay. version
0: so never mind i was going to describe so a Sam scene. Lane
1: has kryptonite apparently
0: well yeah they have um i well like the military i think has it and the idea and they were saying that the idea was that you know they're they've taken the world supply of kryptonite basically, so that way if a villain mm-hmm. can't get it and harm him, but I mean sort of like is that really the true motivation, or do you have it to maybe like take Superman out at some point, but it was like it was probably like a minute and a half at most, yeah of it's so like you get like two or three minutes. It's not like what you were saying with where Netflix can really sort of let episodes really breathe depending on what the yeah. script calls for, so any other thoughts?
1: No, I just I'm enjoying it, but I'm not real far in. I hope it keeps up with the plot.
0: Well, and we're gonna be having a break pretty soon. The I mean we've only had you've only seen two episodes, but the third air last week, the fourth airs tomorrow night, but after episode five they're then taking two months off.
1: Oh. Okay. So uh
0: I th- I think it's two months. Um
1: which means it's gonna be a summer show.
0: Well it's gonna come back and then like Supergirl interesting. Girl's, Supergirl's gonna take that spot for two months mm-hmm. and then it's gonna go on a Hiatus, a yeah. hiatus, and Superman and Lois is going to come back.
1: So it'll come back in May and run May to June, and actually probably wrap up then because that you
0: know, I well, I mean, who knows? I don't know if there's going to or... be another break in there. I I would only... think so.
1: Shows shows that air in the summer are usually airing to die.
0: Well, but this is COVID year. Like things are all over. Like yeah, that's they true. They had to take a break in production because of like this. This is due to this. It wasn't planned like this originally, but somebody on set got COVID, and or like they had to take a break because of yeah. Everybody had to you. Had just halt work because of uh COVID, so this year's all screwy. Like, is fifteen True. episodes going to be the normal amount? When's it going to air? Who knows. So, but you, so you're gonna keep going so far. Like, I, admit, I am. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch every episode until it this... would
1: really have to go downhill for me to stop at this point. Like, I I dealt with with Supergirl for a while before I probably watched it one too many seasons before I was like, I'm out. Flash, I'm still watching, and and I recognize the production value in Flash is not as good, but the writing's still good. So. Although I'm a, I'm a season behind, so can I really say I'm watching Flash? I don't know.
0: Well, you're only about a half a season behind. Yeah, that's true. Because we watched, uh, like I you and I have talked about, we watched up through the um, Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover, which I believe was episode nine. Yeah. And I think they, you know, because of COVID, they had to stop early. I think they only did, like, I th- could be wrong, but I think they only did about 20 episodes. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think we're only about, and they, although we're getting more behind as this time goes because that shows back already, but. We only missed about half of the last season.
1: Oh, well, it's not too bad.
0: No. And it's on Netflix now, so we could catch up or you know yeah, we it's easy catch to, up. Easy to catch up. So then quick takes on the Netflix show History of Swear Words. I just wanted to It's fun. This show was funny and I liked it. It was
1: I learned things.
0: Yeah, so this is the show that it's like a half an hour show that yep. uh, just goes through sort of exactly what it says, exactly, exactly what it's called. The but they already hit words. all the big
1: swears, so I, I don't know if...
0: Yeah, I'm curious if there's going to be a season two because, season like... Season two would be second fiddle. Because they hit all the... Yeah, exactly. Like, like you said, they hit the big swear whereas Every episode would cover sort of the history.
1: Yeah, 20 and, minutes.
0: And, and sort of... It was sort of part history, part... Um,
1: Pop culture just, usage. Just,
0: um, yeah, just... Uh, Societal norms regarding the words usage right. now, but it's um, with
1: comedians, you know, like Nick Offerman's on. They it, had some scholars, Sarah Silverman. Silverman. Yeah, it's it's a combination of scholars and and comedians.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sort of reminds me of like uh um like uh the I Love the '90s shows where like you just had people talking about like <laughs> it, it does a certain decade. I mean, but here they're talking a about a, a particular word instead of like, oh, this is why I love 1991. <laughs> that's a
1: good. I think that's a really good um comparison because I Love the '90s is. Coming gold, fact, and fun. This is the same kind of I watched thing.
0: them all. I loved them all. I, I, um, I well, dropped off at, like after we went to college or whatever, but I feel like during like high school, they had, like, I, I love the 70s. I don't think they went to the 60s, but it was like, I think they had, I think the first one was I loved the 70s, and then 80s, 90s, and then I think the 2000s is the last one I saw, but those mm-hmm. were, that was a good show. Those were long, though, because I think it was an episode per year
1: yeah i think you're right so,
0: so it, when you think about it that's quite a, a few that's yeah. a lot although i mean a whole i mean but you're covering you're trying to encompass that whole year in an hour so they yeah. actually it sounds like a lot but it actually was probably difficult for them to fit everything into an hour and
1: so it's a decade over the course of 10 hours
0: but the show is um i i, I liked it yeah. I, I even like cage is funny i even like nicholas cage yeah. you really only see him at the beginning of the episode and the, at the end yeah but. he
1: bookends the episodes
0: so those are the all the quick takes that i had did you have any other ones
1: no, I think that's good, and anything else that we've been doing in the last month, we can cover next time.
0: Yeah, and I figure, this, this might be something, and it's and it's some of these things are newer, but it's just quick takes, it's like maybe new stuff to us, or like yeah. new, new... Although
1: it's a fallacy to think that we're quick about much of anything, because we like to chat, and that's Well, we okay. just
0: blew through, it's not even a half an hour, in, or it's not even 30 minutes into the show, oh, just hit 30 minutes into the show, although I have to edit, a, uh, I do edit a little bit of silence before and after the opening credits and end credits, but that's about it. Uh, it takes
1: you a second to click stop on the mouse. Button. It
0: does. It does. So, <laughs> but we literally just hit thirty minutes. And we just covered four t- four quick takes. So, moving on to Fast and Furious. So, we started doing a. So, this is sort of a, a mid take, I guess, like not a quick, uh, but <laughs> we sort of we moved on. We're doing a rewatch of the Fast and Furious movies. We had um, Furious Eight, like I think that's the name of the eighth one, and we got it for Christmas. Like Christmas of twenty nineteen, so what, like a year and a half, or like you know, a year and a quarter ago. Yep. And we hadn't watched it. We just recently watched it, um, and so we enjoyed. We enjoyed that. We're like, oh, we should. We should do a rewatch of the series. So well,
1: because there's so many characters, and you were like, oh, remember when this person and that person? and I was like, no, I don't.
0: So I thought I, I wanted to just blow through a couple of things. So just quick thoughts. What are your thoughts on? At the time I wrote this agenda, we'd only watched one, two, and eight. Now we've watched one, two, three, four, and eight. Uh, <laughs> so what do you like? Like just in general thoughts on the movies that we've watched so far. So no, no, no thoughts about five, six, and seven yet.
1: I'm enjoying the rewatch so far. Um, I really, really like number one. It's so strong. It's the character development's there. The heart is there. The story's there. Two. Eh. Not great. I like 3. Like, 2 two kind of gets off track a little bit. Like, it follows Brian in, in what he's doing and kind of the time between. But it really feels like it's just a, the space between filler that didn't need to move, be a movie. Or it's just, I don't know. 2 well, is just weird. I think two it doesn't and, follow the formula.
0: I think 2 and 3 sort of really show you the difference in quality between filmmakers. I don't know who directed... Number two. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I know Justin Lin really outside of the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah. But all the criticisms you just gave to number two, I would give the number three also. Like, number three is really a filler. We The main it, character... Oh, it's, yeah. It's three's incredibly filler, but... Three's
1: a filler, but at least it's like racing. Well, but... It's, and it's also, a lot of drifting. And,
0: <laughs> and for me, what I really... it. The quality of the storytelling, like just the, the 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 story's better. I think the characters are better. Yeah. The writing's better. Well, the, the, the
1: heart is back in it, and the um, like the heart is there. This the storyline. Like I cared more about the characters, even though we knew Brian yeah. from before. I didn't really care, like. I hate to say it, but the banter between him and Tyrese was only okay. Like it didn't really. Yeah. I didn't find it to be I mean, all that endearing, like it is now.
0: Although one thing that's like going against me is I don't even know the main character's name in number three. You know the text. Uh, you know, Mister Texas. Yeah. I don't. Do you know his name? No. <laughs> but number three is I. Both of us found it yeah. a lot better. Well, and
1: there's something like the color scheme too. I think. Because they the Fast and Furious movies are usually they have a darker scheme, but then they're accented by like neon colors almost. Mm-hmm. And in number two, it's shot in like Miami, and it's just really bright and sunny. Yeah, and like it, that it doesn't have the right scheme like, to
0: it. Like the cinematography just isn't like the the actual photography of the way the the movie just the way the movie looks doesn't yeah, look it is doesn't compelling. Fit in. It's not. It's not so.
1: But then we watch number four, and four is great. It, it's it's got the. It feels like three and four were made by the same person, and they were. And it brings back Toretto, which I'm yeah. happy to see he's back. You know, obviously I've seen all these movies before, but there's there's a mysterious element in number four, which is also there's although, a mystery kind of element in number three in number one.
0: Although I don't remember all of the details, so you know it's 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 good going through. Like I I yeah. did remember that Brago was the um, yeah the. Like the who you thought was like henchman number one, right? Turns out to be the actual Braga himself or whatnot. But
1: yeah, you're trying to do the switcheroo. I really like
0: the series, um, and I liked it from the beginning. Although I actually never saw you. I didn't even see three until you. Me but too. I, you know, one came out right as we were in high school, like mm-hmm. um, like prime time. I think we would have both just gotten our driver's licenses because it, um, it came out whatever year that was, that would have been, uh, 2001. Right. I mean, that's when we would have yeah. turned 16. Yep. And so it, that's when the movie came out in 2001 also. And so it's really sort of, it's, it's, it, it, it's really targeted towards like a teen or like young twenties audience, probably at least number one.
1: I think so. Yeah. And
0: we were like right in that prime demographic, like just started driving. Um, so number one's awesome. But, but I also got to recognize that I love the way that, even though I love, um, number one, I don't know if it's my favorite. It could be. I'm not going to go through and rank my movies. Well, I did say like which ones I wrote on the list, like which is the favorite movie or least favorite. But um, so maybe I'll have to think about it in a minute. But I, I like the way that the series shifted too. It's kind of cool. Like the later movies, starting like number four, is still pretty much a racing movie. Yeah. Um, but starting with number five, it's um, which we
1: haven't rewatched yet. We so haven't rewatched. We'll, we'll yet. We'll come back to
0: that. Um, starting with number five, it really sort of takes on a different. feeling like you get this it has more of a team like and they call themselves sort of a team in number one but in number five there really are this like they become this this team and they become more sort of like they're not even like i don't know what you call it shifts
1: from trying from they're they're essentially anti-heroes because but like what are they're they're breaking the law
0: they're still breaking the law in number five because they're trying to Yeah, they're trying to, they're trying to, the big thing is a bank heist in number five, like they're still trying to rob a bank. But then in later movies, they are, you know, in in movie eight, in in movie eight, we just watched, they are trying at the end of the day, it's crazy to see, you know, what they're doing in number one and how the stakes are in number eight, they are trying to stop a nuclear Nuclear assault by, uh, you know, uh, uh, this villainess, um, yeah, played by Chili Throne. Oh, I was like blanking, I was like, Elizabeth Banks. I'm like, no, that's not no. right. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and so where it goes, and so I'm trying to like think of like what you'd call their group. Are they, are they like black ops, sort of like off the books, like, but that's co- not true, covert but, ops? I but, guess, but like, number yeah. five, they're still villains or not villains, they are anti heroes for sure, but they're. They're still criminals. because yeah,
1: Hobbs is going after them they They're still five. criminals yeah. in five. Yeah. But then
0: a number... And and I actually... I legitimately can't remember really the plot of... I remember six has the big runway um, at, the end, at the, the end.
1: The runway that never ends. But
0: I don't really remember the plot of six Well, you know se. what? We're
1: going to rewatch it. We so will. All so these, all these plot holes will be filled in for so us. So
0: what's your favorite movie? And you can include the ones we haven't watched if one of them is your favorite. Or... I think
1: five is probably my favorite, but one is right there with it. Five is just so much fun.
0: I'm completely. You and I are exactly the same. And I got to call.
1: I really I, enjoyed my rewatch of four, but I think five is five is my favorite one, and then probably four.
0: I got. I would probably say five, and then one, and then eight. I really like eight. I think eight's mm-hmm. really good. I think it's um, like it, there's some cool scenes. Like the uh, I I like the team. Um, we'll see. I was very critical of. 6 and 7. There's
1: more comedic banter in 5 than like 4 didn't, didn't have a much comedic banter, but 4 had great action.
0: Yeah, the which I, I think the thing that takes number 5 and elevates it above 4 is is the uh yeah, the the banter between the team and the they're the fun some fun interactions. Uh, like yeah. I can't really say that there's that much fun people sitting in a room talking in number 4, but in number 5 there is. Like they're 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 <laughs> yeah. funny and and uh so we'll see, and I was very critical as I as I just said about when six and seven came on the theater that I wasn't crazy about six, and then seven. I remember just like really complaining about it after I saw it. So we'll see in this rewatch. Yeah. So what's your um, least favorite?
1: Oh, number two for and I, sure.
0: I wrote. We'll see if that changes on this rewatch.
1: Yes, for sure, it's number two at at this point in time until we watch five, six, seven. It's number two.
0: Yeah, I was. It's just weak. Yeah. I think number two is going to just, is gotta be this, just because it, just, it's just weak. It's plots weak. The, the filmmaking, I think is just weak. Like one thing I can say, like I wasn't a huge fan of seven, but like, and initially I'm, that, that might change. Maybe I'll walk away from on the second viewing and, um, really enjoy number seven. But one of the things I can't say was that it was the filmmaking was weak on it though. It was had cool. Yeah. It was good special effects and, and the plot was, ex- or it was exciting. It, in the, but I just remember still just not being that engaged with the story, but they would still put it above number two. What else do I have here? Oh, I wrote down that, uh, the, so the trailer is out for number nine, and I don't think the trailer looked all that great.
1: I can't remember it. I and have getting, terrible trailer recollection. And
0: we're, we only really watched it like two weeks ago. Well, or, I know, and, and it's and we're, cause still we're, like Because we're getting introduced to John Cena as the oh, long-lost Toretto brother. That's right. Yeah, and so it's like, well, where did he come from? Like Mia and Mia and Dom have not mentioned him at all. No,
1: and they grew up with Letty. You think, and they grew up with that other guy in number one. They had the guy with the beard who was like enemies, quote unquote, with Brian. I can't remember his name, but they all grew up together. Oh, I know. Oh, so why was I the brother never? About. Why was the brother never mentioned? It's yeah, weird. yeah,
0: I agree. And the trailer makes it seem like he's a high up like special operative or like yeah. or like you know he's a spy or like some some sort of like some sort of like like he's on the level of where they are in movies 6 and
1: 7 and 8 yeah but which is just nuts.
0: Which I can barely buy into, even though I still enjoy. It. I can barely buy in the transition where they that they go from movie one to movie eight. Yeah. But then like we had this brother who was never mentioned, and he's also gone through like, and he's like part of this espionage world that they're in in number eight.
1: I, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean we have to also suspend. Well, disbelief. We don't have to wait
0: that long. It comes out in. It was supposed to come out in May. May. I, th- I think they pushed it one month to June. Oh,
1: okay. Well, I, well, I mean. Well, I mean,
0: well, actually, it was originally supposed to come out last Last summer. (laughs) I mean, 2020, a summer, you know, like May of 2020, I think so.
1: I mean, we we were just talking about how Brian was an FBI agent and then he lets Toretto go. And then he's clearly a fugitive and committing crimes in number two. But yet somehow in number four, which is five years later from the events of number one. He's back to being an FBI agent and working on similar cases. So
0: oh, and and also, as much as I actually really do like the character of Han, and we're gonna get much more of him in five and six. Yeah. Um. But we see how he was in you know in three and three and a little bit of four. He's back in number nine, and we we just watched number three where he like dies in that car crash, and then we find out in number the like end credit scene of like now we're starting with. Not number four, but I think starting number five and beyond, we have to stay or we have to skip to the credits because I think there's post credit scenes in almost all of them. But I know yeah. that the post credit scene in number six shows that like Jason Satan's character was actually involved in yeah they in like the, in the death of, shot the in the but he sequence. still he still died in a car crash and so I'm like that character how in the world like he, it wasn't like Letty where she was sort of you know quote unquote killed off screen we just watched four. yeah but like. Nobody. Dominated. Well, as,
1: at this point, Letty is still dead to us, and
0: and we saw, you know, they brought her back, sort of like a flashback. But it really was, I think, supposed to be interpreted as what Toretto was envisioning happened, yeah. and then you find out that what you thought happened didn't, and so then, dun dun dun, she's actually alive. But in in but
1: they did have a funeral for her,
0: like they they did. But in the but I guess where I'm going with that is that in the sense of Han, it wasn't just. You know, told off screen, or like a character was. Yeah, they show. He was in the car. They literally the car blew showed off. it, so I have no idea. Like, I mean, is it gonna like is that gonna be believable? So we'll see. I don't. We'll see. The trailer has like, uh, um, the trailer doesn't have me super enthusiastic for it. Other than I like the franchise, so I'm looking forward to it just in general. But yeah. if I'm gonna critique the trailer for number nine, we'll see. But we only have another month to go. Maybe we should do like a, maybe like another uh, mid- middle take on. This is long enough. We've been talking for 12 minutes, probably long enough on Fast and Furious, but we could probably do another 12 minutes after we finish the series.
1: I have no doubt we could do another 12 minutes. But we
0: should wait until the movie's, until Nine's out, then we can do 15 minutes.
1: <laughs> or we could just do a whole episode, but I actually that's don't think, a bit much. That's 12, a stretch, yeah. With this 12 minutes, I don't
0: think, we'll have. I
1: don't think we have
0: the bandwidth. Well, we have the bandwidth, but we, I don't think we have the uh, talking points for it. So, let's move on to Mary Roach. Um... So you got me into her. So tell me about how you got introduced to her, what you like about her, favorite books,
1: I, all of it. I, I came across her basically by accident. I mean, I, I really like reading nonfiction books, and I really like science books. And I I don't remember how old I was. It had to have been shortly after the book came out, whenever Whenever um, Stiff came out. I think it was still, like, newly released. But I just remember being in, like, a, a Barnes & Noble and perusing... The Science section, it came out in 2003, so yeah, that sounds about right for when I would have gotten this book. And um, stiff was
0: the first one you got,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: okay, that was her first book,
1: yeah, it's a hardcover, too. So yeah, th- yeah I, had to got I had to have got it right after it was released because it was still in hardcover. Um,
0: oh, keep talking, I'm gonna go get something. Keep,
1: I, I was just really intrigued by the cover, which has feet and a toe tag on it, and it just says stiff, and it's it's um, sub subtitle, which all of her books have a subtitle is The Curious Lives of Human Cadavers. And I was like, ooh, that sounds interesting. And so I I picked up this book and at the same time I also bought another book called War Hospital, which I think was on the same shelf. So I must have been in like science but slash medical. And that book is about is a true story about a hospital set in a war setting, I think in Bosnia. But um anyway, yeah, that was the first book I ever got. It's also the her first title. Um in in this vein. So it's all it's all fiction it's all nonfiction, but she picks like a category that she's interested in writing in. Like like Mary Roach picks a topic that she finds interesting. And then you can tell over the course of probably a year or two, she just dedicates herself to research and she goes on trips to different places and she she really just embeds herself in all the different avenues. Like if you imagine doing a mind map of cadavers and all the different ways and things that you can think of that you would want to research. She then like goes out and seeks those experiences, and then writes them um, from her perspective. Like, I think she's got to be a funny person because there's a comedic element to what she writes, where she'll describe the people that she's sitting, that she's talking with, and if one of them is sweaty or smelly, she might drop a mention that like there's profuse profuse uh, you know stains on their shirt. Like she's not mean about it; she's very matter of fact. But there's like this this humor that goes with it. That makes her writing interesting, but also um, just fun to read. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I read stiff, and after that, I I was hooked. And so since then, pretty much every. I don't think
0: you were really hooked. Well, for a while. Well, when was book number two?
1: I don't know. It's been a while. I guess it has no, been a while. I actually,
0: I, that sounds like I'm calling you out. Like, I think you, you are a little bit. It sounds like you really enjoyed that book, but then you hadn't, I think your, the well, next I hadn't, book It
1: took her a while the for her next book a to come out.
0: Well, um, well, well oh, okay, that's true, too, because I was, I think all the rest of the books I've been with you, I guess, all I'm saying is I think the rest of them Well, her first book been, here, came
1: out in 2003, and we got together in 2005, so. Well, that's you know.
0: true, that's true.
1: Like, Uh. you know, she, I, I, I loved her first book and I think it's fair to say that anytime another book has come out, we've gotten it with the exception of spook, which we missed in the series and have now circled back. But you know, when grunt came out, we got it right away. When packing for Mars came out, we got it right away and I read through it gulp. I read through right away. So I, I think I can say I, I am a big fan of her. I guess because
0: it came out in 2003, um, yeah, I guess that's true. I guess uh so I was incorrect there. Yeah, I, so
1: Spook came out grunt or um Stiff came out in 2003. Spook came out in 2005, which admittedly we missed in the series. And then Bonk was in 2008, which we read when that came out cuz I mean, of course we're going to read that one. That's like the what is the yeah, the, we, the subtitle on we're Bonk. We're intrigued by Sex Yeah, the the subtitle on this one is The Curious Coupling of Science and Sex. So, of course, that's going to be interesting. And then Packing for Mars was in 2010. So I got that right after Um, Gulp, The Adventures of the Alimentary Canal, basically the digestive track. That was in 2013. And then Grunt um, came out in 2016. Oh, and in 2013, she has another one that came out called "My Planet: Finding Humor in the Oddest Place," which is funny. That's why I just
0: went and grabbed because I was gonna it was gonna be a gift like for um, at some point for you, yeah. But you like let me know that you already saw that it got ordered on Amazon because I tried to be doing yeah. it the, I tried to do it on the sly, and so you actually have not read that one yet. But that one. Is, this is a
1: different format. It's
0: all of the collection of her, like, writings, because she would write for newspapers and things, and so it was, like, all of her collections writing for her newspaper. In
1: Reader's Digest. She had a... Oh,
0: exclusively? She
1: had a column in Reader's Digest called My Planet, so this is a collection of her columns, which is why this book is put out by Reader's, Reader's Digest. Ah, it makes sense. All her other books are, are published by Norton.
0: So getting into my thoughts, I can't really... You summed up what I like about her really well, and I came... I definitely came late... Uh, and it was all due to you. Um,
1: well, I would be, like, cracking up and 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 be like, oh, my God, this is so weird. And then I would, like, read you a passage and be like, did you know this? Like, you just pick up some random-ass crap when you're reading her stuff. But <laughs>
0: And so the first book of hers that I read was Bonk. Uh, you and I, will, we enjoy reading about th- all things sexual. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so uh, the bon- Bonk was interesting. And so I, I just – and then – uh, but what's interesting, as I read Well, Bonk, and she,
1: like, what's great is she, like, she went to places where they study sex and would, you know, watch some of the studies that they're doing, which her husband Her husband took part. Yeah, that's right. They did. And so, yeah. like, like incredibly... She puts herself in very odd and awkward situations in the name of science, and then she writes about them.
0: But I did take a long break, because I read Bonk probably around the time that it came out, but after you. So if it came out in 2008... And then you read it, maybe, let's say I didn't read it until 2009, but then I didn't read another one of her books until, um, I think, 2019, when I read Packing for Mars. Yeah, and
1: in the meantime, I read Packing for Mars, So there's was So there was probably Brunt.
0: 10 years in between there, and I read Packing for Mars, um, like, two summers ago. Yeah. And, I, and, and, I re- and
1: that one's all about space travel, particularly long-duration space travel, but space in general
0: and i really enjoyed it but then i still didn't like get into her books until just just recently like i've been trying to make a more concerted effort, effort this year in 2021 to read more and so i've already read uh quite a few books um and so i i like her her writing and so i um i i wanted to read i'm Intrigued like the idea of stiff and so I, I reread uh, or not reread I read stiff mm-hmm. and just thought that book was awesome. I remember on it's multiple probably occasions. my favorite of her books that I've read yeah. um is different things you can do with the body and sort of that that just like what you said about her writing where she can really fuse like sort of comedy mm-hmm. these scientific concepts and and sort of bring them to the masses you know, and like ex- she, expose a part of the world that like you might not know the, uh, you know, the, the severed heads that are used for, um, you know, this, this seminar with that, where, um, plastic surgeons are learning to do mm-hmm. things on, but it's like a completely severed head from the neck up. So you just have a heads. And so these things are like, you know, we, and it has
1: to sit on a stand you so don't it doesn't roll away. You don't think and, about
0: yeah. or, um, and also I really, it sort of fits the format that I really like in the sense that, I think I'm. I i do not know if i I think I mentioned it on this podcast, but I really like like the, the um, philosophy and yeah. whatever. Read or, a or, chapter or you're Or actually, done with it. or actually something and philosophy. You know, like mm-hmm. Simpsons and philosophy, Kiss and philosophy. I just read it this year, and you know, um, whatever. Usually, some pop culture thing to sort of bring me in, like like that's my inroad into these deep philosophical things. And, and ideas and concepts, and I, you know, I read 12, ass- twelve essays on Watchmen earlier, and so I'm I'm used to this format, and I enjoy this format where yeah. it's like. S- sort of separate essays but related to a, a yeah. topic, Watchmen or something. And I think that's how her books actually are.
1: Except the those books, each separate essay is a different author. Oh, different author. Or an author might have more than one essay but they're usually not cohesive. These are a little more cohesive because it's the same person writing it. It
0: is, but they don't build on each other that no, much. No, she
1: might reference she, back to things from prior chapters. She does
0: kind of, but I think that's also a reason it also makes it a lot easier to like you can be like oh i'm gonna read this chapter it's it's a little bit more digestible than sitting down to read uh, a 500 page stephen king novel this is this is um yeah i'm gonna read this is like 14 20 page essays written by mary Roach in each book or what i mean they're not always 14 but usually her books range from like 12 to 14 chapters and each one is sort of an essay in this exploring like one aspect of yeah. something that she's like, wh- whatever she's studying. Like, and it's, know.
1: it's almost always like her telling a story through her eyes of a field trip that she went on. Like she tells the story about um, where she went to a, a place where they're designing food for like packing for Mars. So where they're designing space food. And so she talks all about like going to that place and then learning about the space food or there's, there's a chapter on, um, like military smells, and so she tells all, like that whole chapter is about her experiences at this research facility where they're trying to make essentially the worst smelling things in the world and and so she describes it and she talks about you know doing the worst smelling things and then going to the cafeteria to buy, grab a bite to eat and then going back to smell more really really bad smelling things and it's and then that chapter's done about smelling things and the next chapter might be about how they they get bodies ready for testing explosive devices or whatever
0: yeah and as as we've already hit on she just has such a a humorous way of Mm -hmm. throwing in little anecdotes and and it's pretty common that i mean it's Usually at least one or two a chapter. She has, you know, you'll have an asterisk and you have a footnote that's just re- her uh, footnotes s- are so something funny. Something that is like perfectly related to what she's talking about, but not really often. And sometimes it can be a half a page, or sometimes it's just a couple <laughs> sentences. But it's just it's you, her personality really comes through, yeah. and so she does a great job of of sort of shining a light on it. It, it does a lot of different things. They're humorous, um, so you kind of get the. Uh, you know, you can come yep. at it from the humor, but then you're also learning about something. Yep. Um, and she shines a light on these areas of of human life that uh y- that we don't necessarily always get insight into. And then also the other, the other thing is, I think she picks topics that are really sort of relevant to everyone. Um, and I think she and, picks topics not, that are interesting, but to they, her. but too. they might not realize that they're relevant to everyone. Like like everyone dies. So the concept of death is relevant to everyone, literally every single person. And so it's like, well, every single person or their family members has to decide what happens to their body when they die. Like, Mm -hmm. everybody has to make that decision. And so, but how much have you actually, like, thought about some of the nitty gritty stuff? Like, how do bodies decompose? Or, like, you know, should I donate my body to science? Or, and then what's the consequences could they be of that or like where where are some of the interesting things and places that people's bodies can go and when they're part and so it it's all that and more i really really enjoy her writing me um, too so i have not read um gulp yet i'm in the middle of well i'm like the first third of spook but of and you haven't read everything either you haven't read spook or my planet i haven't read my planet either but yeah of what you've read which is your favorite book and which is your least favorite?
1: It's hard to pick because I, I really have enjoyed all of them. Um, I think probably Bronk is my favorite just because it's an area in science that I find incredibly intriguing. But I really enjoyed packing for Mars, too, because I like science and space. And that's kind of the, the mix of the two. Um, it's hard to pick a least favorite because they're all enjoyable. I'd say probably Grunt of of the ones that I've read. And and I think only because the topics themselves are less interesting to me than gulp. Because gulp is just kind of it's kinda of gross when you're reading about your own digestive system, but See, interesting at the same time. I'm and very curious. Everybody has a digestive system, right? So I'm
0: very curious what I'm gonna think about gulp. Like I shouldn't I should have faith in her writing, but that's the one that I'm like, I don't know, like the topic doesn't interest me. The only thing that interests me is the writer Yeah, is knowing the author and, and trusting in her writing. So if she chose this topic, she's going to bring an angle that's going to be enjoyable.
1: I read this when we were on vacation, and I remember like laying on the beach, just you and I, reading this book and, and enjoying it. So she she literally starts from the top of the the system, the nose, and then she works her way down all the way to – the poop at the end. Like she, (laughs) she just goes through each system. So it'll probably be enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'll say my favorite book so far has been stiff. I think stiff was fantastic. And, uh, it was what my like fourth book of hers like in the order that I read them, I, mm-hmm. it was I read. Let's see here. Bonk, I could Packing stand to re- Mars reread. And stiff. It was it was a third book of hers that I read, but it was her her first book. I think she hit it out of the park her first her first time. Yeah, and then I think
1: although she had been writing um, scientific and humor writing for quite some time, I mean that's true. And and she said stiff was an offshoot of a column that she had done for Salon.com. So,
0: but and I think my least favorite. I have to finish it, but I think Spook is probably my least favorite. Okay. And I'll give you a little bit of spoilers. And I mean not much, but I mean I mean, you have to read the writing. I mean, you can't really get too many spoilers from the book. It's like science and humor. It, you can't really spoil it well, too much. It's,
1: it's but nonfiction too. So. But
0: the I think the, the issue with Spook that I'm having is the lack of diversity in the topics. Mm. Um, because everything is it's so Spook is about the like what is it what's the subtitle of the science
1: book? Science Tackles the Afterlife. But
0: at least so far
1: is it all like trying it's, to prove if the afterlife exists no, or not? No. Well,
0: it's been mostly about the idea of the soul,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: mm-hmm. but and tackling the soul from different areas. Like the first chapter is all about re uh, uh, reincarnation, and like can the soul transfer or whatever. And then the second chapter is well, you, well, you you're looking at it. What was the second chapter? I can r- remind myself. Uh,
1: the little man inside the sperm, or possibly the big toe hunting the soul.
0: Oh, th- th- there you go. So, like, trying to find like, is the soul like, and it's that's basically a history chapter. It actually is pretty interesting. Like in the past, like where they thought the soul might have been. Like some, you know, in the you know some some I, physicians have thought it was like, you know, oh, it's in this bone in the big toe. I
1: think after chapter four, it it diversifies what, what significantly. Chapter am I on? You you are just at the start of chapter five, oh, okay. and from reading what the the table of contents and here, then, it looks to me like it diversifies the whole rest of and the. And then talk. what was chapter three? Uh, how to weigh a soul?
0: Yeah, so so again, uh, again, still the topic of the soul. Like all, everything yep. is about this idea of the soul. And then chapter f- four was remind me again what the was the
1: Vienna for. Sausage Affair and other dubious dubious highlights on the ongoing effort to see the soul. Ex- okay, so, so weighing the soul, seeing the soul, hunting the soul. Like everything has been basically. about the
0: soul so far, which is it's
1: not the rest of the book. Oh, okay.
0: I haven't looked ahead at the chapter, um the headings so 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 actually maybe my maybe my critique will be I it'll be much less of an issue. And again, the writing's still fantastic. I think like she you know she she brings yeah, everything she,
1: she covers she definitely covers other topics. I think there there may be some overlap in some of the chapters just just look ahead which but you can
0: see what i mean yeah. if like i haven't looked ahead and like these first four chapters i'm like oh yep the soul again like every chapter has been about yeah, a soul there isn't an, so, it's not like that uh because she's,
1: she's got a broad range i mean you have mediums you have electromagnetic fields you have yeah that's true the next chapter wasn't it titled cover. something about
0: ectoplasm it
1: is yeah
0: which is maybe like what the afterlife like, like leave behinds or whatever yeah. so we'll see but i you know i'm just talking about what I've read so far and those are the first four chapters and so the first four were getting repetitive and so, or I mean, kind of, but again, it's like saying, you know, like what's the worst of a good thing? Like it's still very good. She's a great, I mean, I wanted to do this topic for a reason. Like I think she's a great writer and you definitely turned me, I wouldn't have, Mm-hmm. I probably everyone would have heard of her if if it wasn't for you, yeah,
1: I, that's me just perusing, having some money, and you say
0: that it, like I walked away to get my planet, and I heard most of what you said, but like how like you literally just like were perusing in the bookstore and saw the... in the
1: science section specifically, yeah, yep, and I remember it being on like the bottom shelf too, so I don't know how you I, even I came love those great it.
0: finds and more and more that's what is, I miss
1: from the bookstore. that's
0: what I miss about like life I mean, we can go on a little bit of a tangent here um as we wrap up, wrap up the episode. But life is the way that life is now. You know everything's so easy to get. You know if you have a, you know you can either go on. We we, we don't read ebooks for the most part. Like uh, we like we we still physical books are. Uh, yeah. But but it's Although like I'm oh, big
1: we, into the library because I'm tired of like we have enough physical books. But it's like
0: you can go on. You can you can get everything you want so easy. You can just Amazon what you want or, or whatever. You can you can go to Netflix or you can just search a movie. You know, oh, we don't have it. Rent it without even leaving your home. It's yeah. so everything so easy. But there's something to be said. I mean, we, we talk all the time about, we were just talking a couple weekends ago with my, with my dad and his wife that, you know, what's lost, like not going to the movie store yeah. and being able to peruse, peruse renting movies. Well, like what's lost about going to the bookstore? To some and, extent,
1: you have to know what you want. And if you really don't know what you want, you, it's it's hard to get lost in content. Like, yeah, you can spend hours scrolling on Netflix and just swiping and swiping and swiping. But even then, you can't pick it. Like, you have to click into it. You're you're only looking at covers and titles. You're not picking it up off the shelf and reading the back to exactly to read the, the art of the stinger.
0: Like my favorite um sci-fi, like my favorite science fiction book is Ender's Game, and I just found that not at a bookstore, but I found it back um when Walmart had a. I think it was Walmart. It was. It was it, it was a store, but and they yeah. had a. I mean, stores still do. I mean, I, I mean, stores still have book.
1: Yeah, my has book, book section, but book they're not section. huge.
0: I feel like, or I don't know, but but I guess it gets to the point of like like people like there are still places to find like physical stuff or just be able to browse, yeah. but it's becoming less and less. Well, and there's
1: there's a giant Barnes and Noble still by us, and then the downtown. Yeah, it's not
0: of, giant when you really think about it. No, it's just a huge toy section. The entire back of it, like the entire back third, is. Um, toys now yeah and then um and then they have they have a, have a big record area in the middle like the actual books is fairly small like it's I true. was trying to find I was like over Christmas I like to buy it's it's pretty common gift for me to try to see what books there are for people my, my mom really likes western yep. which I'll tell you the western like the 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 western section is like a bookshelf not too much bigger than ours right there. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's it, like it, it, 36 it's, it's, inches wide. It's about, it's, it's, I mean, it's taller. It's taller, yeah. but it's not much bigger than yeah. actually our bookshelf. Actually, a good, you know, up in our um office, that's probably about the like size of like the western section not big. at Barnes and Noble. Like it's not big anymore. And so like, um
1: and you can't just browse that on Amazon. Like for, for what it's, for all the content on Amazon, it's. I think it's still very difficult to browse and. Oh, find it, it's things.
0: totally. I don't. I've. I'm sure I've done it, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. Where i have like just, like I go to Amazon when I know what I want. I do every like,
1: Christmas when I'm trying to think of what to get get the oh, kids I never for. Do. For toys, I just browse and browse and browse, like by age or by. But
0: it wasn't as nice as like you know going to Toys R yeah. Us or whatever. We still uh, do.
1: That's that's usually why we us go to closed. Walmart. Well, we go to Walmart usually.
0: But yeah, yeah. I mean, for I guess, inspiration like, at least, and and so it's all like I, there was really something to be said about like like browsing and discovering something that you didn't even know existed because like yeah. often you know. I mean, maybe you might do it at Christmas, but I mean, I certainly don't do it very much. Where I just am browsing for what... Like, it's like, oh, I go yeah. to Netflix because I've heard something's good or like I go to find something that, like, I'm looking for. And like the digital platforms are not a place to browse. You're just like, oh, I've never even heard of this. Let me look yep. at the back. Let me read the back description. And
1: and I don't think I would have caught this at the library either because the library, for, for all it's worth... Was it's, it face out? So you saw like the
0: feet? It was,
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's just set up different too because these are just grouped by science to some extent, they're grouped by Dewey Decimal System, but very loosely compared to the library, which is like super Dewey Decimal System. So this is going to be, you know, buried and it wouldn't be by other Mary Roach books. Whereas at a, at, at a bookstore, they're probably going to all be grouped together.
0: Now, I will give libraries credit just in general, even though I don't do it so much as an adult. More you have definitely gotten more into the library. Oh, I'm at the
1: library almost every other week, but
0: not browsing though. You like, I know what I want, you like are picking up what you want. But I do when I was in my youth, I would go and like often peruse like the horror and sci fi sections and um. Mostly, you know, because Stephen King was there, and, and like I don't know, um, but I, I those were like I would I would spend a lot of time at the libraries in, in those two those two sections in particular. The would you believe and sci-fi. that I
1: discovered J.R.R. Tolkien and Lord of the Rings by accident?
0: Like that is interesting because it's so famous. Like yeah. I was introduced to it through the. Um,
1: that, that, actually, well, I, I I discovered The Hobbit through like a, a random brain quest question that sounded interesting. Oh, but, so you didn't discover but, it. but there was The Hobbit. But then I just was like, well, what else has this guy written?
0: Like, well, what's funny is I remember like just um when I was a kid, like I knew all about The Hobbit. Like my dad was a big fan of or and we had on tape the double tape, like he rented it and yeah. taped it. But we had the cartoon Hobbit that we've since watched with our kids. Mm-hmm. So I had seen that since I was a little kid and I knew about, uh, you know, so I, I, I knew about Bilbo and I never, um, read any of the books though, until I was in high school, um, and read the books on my own, but I knew who Bilbo was. Well, what's funny is I remember getting, um, this sort of was like the flip side of, uh, how easy it is to get things now back then, I lived in a fairly small town and there was no comic book shop so I used to get these like m- mail-away magazines sort of sort of the way previews is now but it wasn't even nearly that big. It was like a book like maybe like this big of like, you know, like Godric, half inch. you novels of things you can buy and they had one in there. I, I feel like it was a, you could buy a statue of Frodo and I'm like, Frodo bag. And they're like,
1: who is this <laughs> who is Frodo? Frodo
0: character? I had never heard of him in my life because yeah. I my only knowledge was Bilbo Bilbo and I like had no idea. And then you know, you learn, you know, how important Frodo is in Lord of the Rings. Like Frodo is probably more important than Bilbo, but, but I was, you know, only familiar with the Hobbit and the movie. Yeah. Um so I'm like who is this Frodo? So I guess it all
1: comes back to you. There's something to be said about still having the capability to browse yeah, a, a I, physical th- story. I think it's
0: I think it's super important. Well, I I, I, I think it's I don't know. And maybe that's, you know, old man, get off my lawn. Like, maybe, like, moving forward. I don't know. Our kids our kids, our are... kids
1: enjoy browsing the book section, too, when, when we go. And it takes our son, at least, quite a while to figure out if he's making a selection what to get. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I
0: I, I I guess what I'm saying is I think time will still tell. Like, I don't know. Because yeah. it's tough to really tell. Like, we're in that we – we're right at that age where the switch to, like – the major switch between like analog life in general and we digital life was about when we were about twelve like or like eight to twelve because I remember you were earlier but like we got our first computer when I was in sixth grade. I, I can remember the first time somebody like brought a typed report yeah. to class and I was like, blew Whoa. my mind like like how fancy are you yeah, but
1: the the online your... shopping didn't really boom until after we had already established our own shopping habits to some extent.
0: I guess it's just so interesting, we're still like... on
1: the quote unquote fuddy daddy side.
0: Well, kind kind of. I feel like we've lived more of our life with the internet than not. Yeah, but we lived the good chunk but not of it for
1: for shopping in the way that we have.
0: No, but I guess just just I guess now I'm just transitioning a little bit to just the information age in general. Like we sort of lived an analog life as most people did up until about you know the the like we were. Depending on when you got a computer, when you got online, like if you had a, hey, well, you know, CD to get, you know, your 12 yeah. free hours or whatever, you know, but we still are of that life. Back that to be
1: paid for internet by hours. That's that crazy. Are, that our
0: kids definitely aren't. Um, oh, yeah. oh yeah. Our first ISP was our school.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Not for us, but our our, yeah, our, our, our high that.
0: school. And so it's just internet, like, you know, so I just had, it's, it's hard to parse out those things. And You know, you, know, you just pointed out to me the other day. Like you're like Danny. Where I don't know what the conversation was. We're like, well, we're we're middle aged, and so it's like, <laughs> so I was always trying to parse out and trying to recognize. Maybe well, yeah, some, average like, life expectancy
1: like, in in the United States is seventy seven or seventy eight years old. So,
0: like, but which thoughts are
1: we're sort just of shy of trying to age. hold
0: on to old ideas that and not you know not embracing the new. I also I I, I guess I just have to recognize that maybe there is part of that. Maybe you know maybe in twenty years our kids wouldn't be... I mean, they couldn't be nostalgic for going through a movie rental place, but, like, would they even... Like, would the idea seem ludicrous to them? Like, where it wasn't... Yeah. Where it was absolutely ridiculous and they are, enjoy life. Well, they've
1: never experienced it, so...
0: True, but I think you can still, you know... It doesn't take that much thought to, like, think about... Yeah,
1: but there's no nostalgia for it because they've never done
0: But it. would they see utility in it? Would, would they... Would it be an idea where it's, like, you know, in 20 years, if we're, like, you and I are reminiscing about, you know, going to a movie store, and they're, like, oh, that just sounds like like... Oh, I wish we had that now. It's so hard to find what we want to watch, or if they're like, "Oh, There's that sounds ridiculous." Content overload. Yeah, find who, every, knows. Like, who knows? So that's all I have. Me too. All right, everyone. Oh, actually, before I uh, give the final line, you know, you have them tell tell them where they can write in. Find
1: us. us at talkinggeekpodcast at gmail.com. Exactly. We'd love to hear from you. E-
0: email us. Let, let let us know what you think. We are on Twitter. You can find us if you want. But as I mentioned earlier, and
1: send us a rating and review on iTunes, or wherever you get your podcast.
0: And I don't even care about that, to be honest with you. Right into this show, give us your, give us your personal it thoughts us and ideas. helps us get up there
1: on the feeds for more people.
0: Well, that's true. That's true.
1: But Maybe we'll have two listeners. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, all right, everyone. Stay geeky.